Okay, so the front of the microphone is where, where the, the words are. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I want to talk in. Yep. Okay. We good? We're good. We're recording now. Hi. Do you want me to start? You can start. Hi. And that's welcome. Really loud. Oh my god, it's amazing. So what is this? So this podcast, um, it's called Why Do We Own This DVD? And it basically started um, when I was cleaning out the basement and I found two giant DVD folders and I was like, wow, we own a lot of DVDs. Um, and I started looking through it and, you know, with, with streaming and all of that, we kind of forget that we actually own a lot of movies that we don't watch at all. So... I just started going through and I was just laughing at some of the choices that we made back in the day. And when we merged our DVD collections, when we first moved in together and all that stuff. And I just thought this would be a kind of a fun podcast to kind of, you know, remember. Oh, I remember I bought that because I was obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal or I bought that because it was $2 at the thrift store or, you know, stuff like that. Well, first things first, who are you? Oh, hi. I'm Diane. I'm Diane Takaki, and I am the brainchild of this crazy idea. Wait, is it, wait, are you the brainchild, or is this or is this your brainchild? I don't even know what that means. I think this would be your brainchild. <laughs> sure, I am. If you were the brainchild, that would mean the I'm podcast the... made you. Okay, this, <laughs> sure. And who are you? I am Sean Takaki, host of... The Five Minute Pod with Kira and Sean, and yeah. now the Hello. co-host of Why Do We Own This DVD, the podcast. Um, and, I mean, what do you want to say? Our backgrounds in, in movies? No, we you, don't need to. Well, you have a background in movies, right? As do you. One movie, yes. Still a movie. Still a movie. Um, I've always been a fan of movies ever since I was a kid. Um, I wanted to be a a movie director when I was younger and I even have a fake Oscar. It says best director. Um, I can blame Steven Spielberg for that. He was my favorite as a kid. And um, yeah. And then I got into writing and I was like, I could write for, well, wanted to write for soap operas, but that didn't pan out. But I wanted to be involved in movies in some way. Um, I, I, I'm not, but I am still a movie fan as are you, but you have more experience in in the movie business. Tell us about your background. Well, my background is my background is pretty varied. Uh, I started off it's funny I started off as an assistant director. Oh went, right, you were an AD, huh? Went over to Grip Electric and did that for several years. That was what you were doing when I met you. Yep. And then eventually quit, went to cooking school. <laughs> Not even nope. similar. And then, yeah. But you're still a... And then mean, moved on. A movie fan, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what else is your background? Well, we... And we met on the set of a movie. On the fabulous movie, originally entitled Tailspin... And then midway through production, they changed it to Tail Sting. Now, was that because of the Disney animated cartoon? I think. Well, I think because there was already a Tail Spin movie. I think there was a movie entitled called Tail Spin. I don't I think it was necessarily 
Disney related. I think because I think that one is Disney's Tailspin. Well, I mean I that was the name of the the wonderful animated series Tailspin. Yep. Oh yes, we met on the set of that movie. I was a production assistant. It was an unpaid job where I was there to help out the art department, which is hilarious because I'm not an art-oriented person. Um, but I, I did meet Sean there, and, you know, it was a movie about scorpions that take over an airplane and crash it. And it was years before Snakes on a Plane. Um, but the, re- the release date was supposed to be September of 2001, and you can imagine how that oh, didn't really... That's... That didn't really... Well, pan had, out too well. It, I think it went like straight to video in Japan. They had had an original guaranteed deal for yeah, video to Japan. Um, and that is not on our list of DVDs we own, by the way. We don't own it. There is a copy out there somewhere. I'm not sure who has it. I don't well, know. I think you gave it to your parents, didn't you? <laughs> oh, God. And who knows where it went from there. It's, it's not a good movie, folks. You don't need to see it. So we're going to be going through our library of DVD, Blu-rays, which is how many? Um, according to my Google Sheets, <laughs> um, 280 movies. And those are randomly selected by our, our Google Assistant. Yes, we're going to ask her to pick a number between 1 and 280, and the number she picks will be the number we talk about that. And for this episode, she picked number... 22. Which turns out to be Batman Returns. Yes. What year was that? Um, Batman Returns came out on uh, June 16th, 1992. Where were you uh, in 1992? In 92, I was in my junior junior to senior year of high school. Okay. Did you see this movie in the theater? I'm 99% sure I did. Okay. Because I remember the posters for the first Batman, which was 1990. 89, so we're celebrating its 30th year. 89. Um, my friend Becky, shout out to Becky. She had uh, Batman posters all over her room. Oh, it was because I that's when I saw the posters. Because I was doing my junior high state science fair. Okay. And I got to go to the state competition for my stupid science project. And that's when we saw the posters. For the first Batman. Yeah, down okay. in L.A., in downtown so- L.A., Okay, so this is three years later. Batman Returns. So it stars uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. We have Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Um, very iconic characters now. I mean, and, and Michael Keaton, one of my, f- really one of my favorite Batman. Batman? He, Batman's. Batman. Batman's. He was a great Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Sometimes I think that our generation considers him to be the best Batman because that was our Batman. You know, you're only kind of a fan of things in your time. I mean, I, feel I, mean like... I mean, my first Batman was Adam West, obviously, but that was all reruns. Well, yeah, I watched that was when I was too. They're home at... from sick from school. They're on at noon on Channel 29, I believe. In what is 29? The, the, the Twin Cities. There was a Channel 29, and I feel like Batman was on like at noon. But I couldn't take Adam West seriously. Wait, I don't think twenty nine. I... Wouldn't that be like public access? No, it was Fox. You had regular channels named number twenty nine. It was Fox twenty nine. But anyway, our no channels one... went up to thirteen, and that was it. Okay, so no one really took Adam West seriously. That was Batman. But then 
So Michael Keaton gets the job as Batman, and people are pissed in 89. People are writing letters to Warner Brothers saying, how dare you cast Mr. Mom as Batman. But he does Batman. Okay, Tim Burton directs, right? Danny Elfman does the music. And Kim Basinger is Vicki Vale. And people are like, holy shit. Michael Keaton is a great Batman. He was and, phenomenal. And it was a, it was a hit. Okay, and- Prince did the, the, the songs, and people are like, Wow, this is a, it's a really great soundtrack. And it was a guaranteed sequel, which leads us to Batman Returns. Which I consider to be the Christmas movie of a lifetime. I I love this movie be, because it's very Christmassy. Okay, there's snow, right? There's snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I don't think anyone really compares to... I mean, Halle Berry sure didn't compare back in 2000, whenever she did it. Well, she won a Razzie for that. Well, no, Michelle Pfeiffer as as Catwoman was amazing. Was, I mean, her voice. I mean, the she suit looked, was fantastic. Guys probably liked the suit. I'm sure girls did. I sure. I liked remember it. the suit. I loved her apartment. She had that that pink neon stuff, and I mean, I was 13. So 1992, I was 13. It was summer. I was about a week away from starting. My coveted journal, I started writing in a, in a journal that following week, and I had a poster for Batman Returns on my wall. Um, but you know what? I don't remember I saw it in the theater. I'm, I, I really I'm, couldn't tell you if I did. I'm pretty sure I would have seen this in the theater. I can't remember specifically, but yeah, I would most likely have seen it in the theater. Okay. So why do we own this DVD? Well, because it's... Because it's the sequel to Batman, and it's part of a... It's still one of the the good ones. It is. Pre... Because I love Christian Bale Batman. But we're kind of excluding the Schumacher Batmans here. Well, Val that's, Kilmer. that's all part of that same, <laughs> that same group. And it's... I mean, this could turn into a whole conversation about, you know, where did Batman go wrong? Where did it go right? Do we love Val Kilmer? Do we love George Clooney? I didn't mind Val Kilmer. I, I, I've, I've not hated any of the Batman actors as Batman. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have favorites, but I mean, I don't, like, I don't hate, like, I, I, I don't even remember very well the Val Kilmer Batman. Ah. Uh, but. Really? I remember he, that one so well. Which one is that? <laughs> well, Nicole Kidman is in it. Uh, Nicole Kidman. I, I couldn't even tell you who she played. That's kind of sad. Wait, is she? Uh... But I think um, wasn't Jim Carrey in, in Batman? So that's the one with Forever. Tommy, Lo- Tommy Lee is... Jones, right? Yes, that, it's Batman Forever. And is that also Alicia Silverstone? I don't know. Is that also no? Because isn't Alicia Silverstone Batman and Robin? Yes, and so is is Poison Ivy in. <laughs> Yeah, you can write us and, and tell us if we're completely wrong. Doctor Freeze and all that. Well, he's no, I know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Doctor Freeze. I know he's Batman and Robin, right? Because I specifically remember that moment I saw that in the theater. Okay, so well, well, anyways, back to Batman Returns. So that's yes. Danny DeVito with his, for whatever reason, he has black spit. He does because do penguins have black spit? I don't know. But I don't know much about penguins. But even as the character of the penguin, he's not a penguin. No, because his origin story, we see the beginning, the very beginning of the movie. He was a circus freak, basically. And his parents put him like in a Moses basket, right? Or they kind of... Right, yeah, they sent him in the sewer or whatever. And yeah. he was... 
he was sort of adopted by feral penguins that live under Gotham City. Yeah, I don't really really know the purpose of penguin. Like I mean, his he whole was, he was the villain in that movie. His right? whole thing was that he just had the lobster boy hands. He did, yeah. And that's really his only thing. I just remember kind of feeling bad for him. Oh yeah, but, but for he, some reason he eats raw fish whole. Yeah, I and mean, he has black spit, and I don't understand that. That's gross. Um, so I met Danny DeVito, um, back in the day. You did. Of, I did. So Sean has this list of oh, back in the day. So when I, oh, say I back still have the, that list. When I, when I say back in the day, I'm talking about like when we first started hanging out. The early 2000s. Like 2001, 2002. So Sean has this list of, of people he just wants to meet at least once in his lifetime. And one of those people is Danny DeVito. So back in 2001, I worked at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf in Studio City, California. And I'm at the, you know, the... Is that the one on, that's on it's Ventura on and Ventura, Coldwater? Ventura and Coldwater. Yep. Um, and I'm working one quiet afternoon and in walks this extremely short, round person. And round? He, well, I'm thinking of the penguin. I'm sorry. He wasn't that round. He's but, not... F- so he's extremely short. And I look and lo and behold, it's Danny DeVito. And he is shorter than the counter that you order at at the coffee bean and i mean i acted cool i always did when famous people came in because there were a lot of them but i remember thinking oh my god this guy this penguin is on sean's list and i have to call him the second that i take his order and this was before texting too because you actually called me right i well yeah this was way before time but i did have a cell phone it was a nokia brick no no i remember that um and i think i was rocking my Motorola star tech Okay. The cool guy phone. But I, you know, I took Danny DeVito's order. I don't know what he got, couldn't tell you. But then I called Sean and I said, I've just met someone on your list. And I, my, I think my first question was, is he tall or short? And of course I said short because he was shorter than the counter. So then I knew instantly who it yeah. was. So I meant, I mean, it was a brief interaction. You know, I got his coffee order, but still I was like, oh my gosh, it's Danny DeVito. It's the penguin from batman returns i couldn't tell you at that time what else he had been in maybe matilda but yeah he would have been i never watched that would have been after renaissance man i think yes was he in renaissance man Mm -hmm. okay i guess i haven't seen too much danny devito except for batman returns i never watched taxi you know i mean i knew he was married to he's married to re perlman who i you know i watched cheers what did you just call her re perlman ria Rhea? Sure. He's right there. Rhea Perlman? R-H-E-A? Um, but yeah, that's my Dan DeVito story. I've never met Michelle Pfeiffer, but didn't you work on White Oleander? I did. With, I, I got to see, I, I caught a glimpse of the Princess Bride herself. Oh, Robin Wright. Oh. Was she Robin Wright Penn? She was still Robin Wright. I mean, Wright. nothing against her. She can be whoever she wants. I, I think she was still Robin Wright Penn back then, yeah. I think. I don't know. But I remember you working on that, and I I knew mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer was in that. I wasn't sure. It was like Michelle Pfeiffer, Robin Wright, Penn. And then that one girl. Is um, it Lily Sobieski or someone else who's like her? It's the other one. I want to say. <laughs> the other one. No. There's a few. They call it Her name starts together. with an A, I think. I gotta look it up. Hang on. Okay. Allison Lohman. And who is Allison Lohman? Because I really couldn't tell you who she I is. I don't know. 
Um, I don't remember. Uh, Renee Zellweger was in White Oleander. Uh, I never saw it, by the way. Billy Connolly, who was... He was in Unfortunate Events, the mm-hmm. movie or the TV show? The movie. The movie, because he played... Uh, Noah Wiley. We'll Dr. get into Monty. Noah Wiley when we talk about Swing Kids. He played Dr. Montgomery in the movie. Yes, Montgomery, Montgomery. Um, Allison Lohman, she was in Big Fish. Uh, oh, Beowulf. yeah. Never saw that. It's a bunch of movies I haven't seen, apparently, so... You know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of movies we don't own, so we don't. Um, talk but about you did that. work on White Oleander. Uh, you were some kind of assistant. I was just a PA on. I was an PA. office PA, so yeah. I delivered scripts. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. But Michelle Pfeiffer. So you never got to meet Michelle Pfeiffer. I've never. Nope. I've never met Michael Keaton. I've never met. I don't know who else was in. Was because I know Billy D. Williams. He played uh, Commissioner Gordon in the For '89. The first. The first one. Was he in the second one as well? You know who was in the second one? I just remembered Christopher Walken. He was Michelle Pfeiffer's boss. He was yep. Sel- um, Selena. Serena? What's her name? Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle. Oh, what a great name, by the way. Selena Kyle. He was her boss, and she he was kind of a kind of a prick. You mm-hmm. know, she would get him coffee at the meetings and stuff, and yeah, that's right. Christopher Walken was in that movie. But yeah. Batman Returns. We own it because it's the second Batman movie. The first one was fantastic. We, it's the second of the original good ones. It's the second of the original good ones. Um, I usually watch it around Christmas time because, again, I do consider it to be a really great Christmas movie. I've not seen it in a long time. Yeah. And uh, Side note, when we talk about these movies, we, we're not watching them before we talk about them. These are research is done on the fly. We're kind of going by memory. And trying to figure out, you know, why the hell did we buy this DVD? Some are obvious. Some are kind of, will require some thinking back. This one's an obvious one because we're we're Batman fans. Um, we love the Batman movies and we own, well, we don't own the Schumachers. Um, yeah, we don't have nipples and we don't have, well, we have all the Nolan ones. We do, because that, that we'll get to those when we get to those. Those are quite different from the Tim Burton ones. So of the, of this group, though, we have it's Batman, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Oh, oh first? Before Batman 95 was oh. Batman Forever. And then Batman and Robin was 97. Oh. And then we have like a... Because the first uh, Batman Begins was 2000. Five. So there's quite a gap between mm-hmm. before Nolan got his hands on it and changed the game. We'll just say he changed the game when it comes to Batman. And we're only covering movies in this podcast. We're not doing TV shows. Did we have a Batman TV show? No, no, no. I mean, because oh. we, we have like Get Smart. And no, stuff. we're not talking about TV. We're not talking about TV. And the Gilmore Girls. And... Wait, that could be a whole separate podcast. Why do we own no. this, you know, six seasons of Gilmore Girls on DVD? I could tell you why, but I won't tell you why we own six seasons of Gilmore Girls. I think, well, I think most of this podcast is going to be me defending my terrible DVD purchases. And I'll have to be like, well, I was obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal for about six months, so I bought all the movies he was in. There's a lot of that. You don't have all of his movies. No, I don't. Um, I have his earlier ones. I don't have Bubble Boy. But the thing is, you know, people don't really buy DVDs anymore. You know, so much is streaming. We have our Netflix, our Hulu, our HBO, our Amazon Prime, and everything is, you know, even iTunes, stuff you can just buy digitally. No one really buys physical DVDs anymore. And it's it's kind of sad because it's, you know, that 
you don't really have that collection. So the the fun of this podcast would be, you know, this is when we were creating a collection. We, you know, I I had some, you had some, we merged them. We would buy DVDs because we wanted to see the movie. We never seen it, but you know what? It's nine ninety nine at Target. Let's buy it. I mean, you made me get rid of some. And yeah, <laughs> there's some that he swears we own. A simple plan AI? keeps coming to my <laughs> AI. There's something about Mary. Those yeah. are all ones we had. At some point in time, but I think we got rid of some. That I still think there's a box somewhere in okay. this house. With well, if you find it. Shitty DVDs sweet. in it. Um, but I, I don't know. Is that, our, is that, is that it? Is that anything well, else? Who? So Batman Returns. Okay. Who? Like who? Is there anyone that you would... Like younger you or even current you would obsess over? In Batman Returns? Yeah. Well, I think all the girls, we pretty much, we really liked Catwoman. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I, mean, I was 13 and I looked at Catwoman as like, I looked at, you know, Selena Kyle as this poor woman. I'm like, and I always sympathize with the women. And I saw her, you know, she was completely different from Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale was like a, a strong, you know, I'm a journalist, I'm a reporter. I know my shit. I keep thing. I keep rolls of film hided, you know, hidden my hided. Boob, hided in my bra. I don't know how she did that. And so, as a thirteen-year-old, I saw this Selena Kyle. I'm like, oh god, you know, she's this poor woman who comes back as this amazing villain. Is she a villain? You know, is she a, yeah, a hero? You know, you can look at her both ways. She was a villain a, a bit to Batman. She was trying to. Destroyed Batman, right? She, yeah, I mean, she was kind of his foil. I mean, she was, but there's that. Was that this the one? At the is party? this the one where she has like she has her apartment and there's a party below her? Oh, I don't know. Like a noisy party below her, and she goes down. I have no to, idea. That doesn't sound familiar. Maybe it was the. But it has been a while since I've watched it. I don't know if that was. I can't remember. I don't remember this movie very well. I mean, were you obsessing over anyone in this movie? As a what seventeen year old? I, don't I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's suit, the Catwoman well, yeah. suit. Yes, that it's pretty iconic. Was and still is phenomenal. She's doing those little flips, cartwheel things. It's still one of the best Catwoman suits. It's way better than Halle Berry's one. The only one that's pretty Wait. good is Anne Hathaway's. Oh, right. and I, I was thinking of Julie. Hmm, you know, from the series. Who's the little Funko Pop that we have? What's her name? Oh, Julie Newmar? Julie Newmar. Oh, no, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. No, that she's doesn't count. She's in a different league. She's her own. That's. <laughs> no, she is her own cat. <laughs> no, Julie Newmar is still. In... Of all. If, if like. Uh, if all the cat women's If were lined We Got up, This ever does best got... cat women. You're listening to this. We Got This. If Mark and Hal does best cat women, it's going to be Julie Newmar. You think so? I Over think. Over Michelle Pfeiffer. It's funny because I think. Anne Hathaway is a better Selena Kyle. Really? But Michelle Pfeiffer is a better Catwoman. I've only seen Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle one time. I've only watched that movie once, but we'll get to that when we get to Bam. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises, right? She's a great cat. She's a great Selena Kyle. She's a good Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer is a great Catwoman and a good Selena Kyle. And Julie Numar is. And Julie Numar is Julie Numar. <laughs> she's the Catwoman. Yeah, she's great. Ugh. Well, and then you have Eartha Kitt, too, who has that. 
That purr. Oh, no one Eartha else Kit's had that. Fantastic. That Catwoman purr, like Eartha Kit. If I want Eartha Kit, though, I'll just watch Emperor's New Groove. Do we own that? I hope we do. Oh, we yeah, we do. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so Batman Returns. It's a great movie. Um, I'm glad we own it. Wait, what did 13-year-old oh. you think of Michael Keaton? Was he, he just like a... Well, because... Was he a dad to you? I he mean, was like, a dad because oh, okay. when I saw him as Batman in 89, I was 10. Um, and, you know, he was he was old. But I, I didn't really have any opinions about him because I really hadn't seen anything with him in it except for Beetlejuice, which was the year before. Which, when I was 10, I didn't make that connection. Which brings me to the fact that we don't own Beetlejuice. We don't? So we'll have I would have thought we did. We're going to have a section wait. of this podcast. It's called, wait, why don't we own this DVD? Well, then let's get into it then. Why and don't we own Beetlejuice? Why don't we own Beetlejuice? Okay, Beetlejuice is a... Because I've seen Beetlejuice a bajillion so times, and yet we don't... How, but, how have I watched it so many times if we don't own the DVD? The, the DVD. So, I, I mean, renting. I feel like I rented this movie all the time as a kid. Or it, on, it was on TV is all it on the TV time. A lot? Okay. Um, that would have to be where I've seen Because it. that was the first movie that I saw Michael Keaton in. Okay, 88. I was, what, nine years old? And I, I, I don't know. I, my parents must have rented it, I'm guessing, because I don't remember. I so we've never owned it? Like, We've never owned Beetlejuice. And like scratched it, just never replaced it. Or I never would have scratched yeah. Beetlejuice. Um, because I I see I when I think of Beetlejuice, I think of it as a movie I watched all the time as a kid, not as an adult. You know what I mean? Well, in the so going with why don't we own why don't we own this, this Michael Keaton movie? The uh, the other movie that for me because it's me uh-huh. is why don't we own Multiplicity? Because it's fucking awful i don't it's know it's are you kidding it's so, who, so good is, is nicole kidman in multiplicity or is that my life what the hell is my life life, life? What? so what's multiplicity multiplicity is the one where he makes clones of himself god that sounds awful yeah no. and one and one of them there's like a i don't want to say a gay one but there's a an effeminate one because it kind of for whatever <laughs> reason it when he makes the clone, it it also assumes the kind of like mood he's in at that time. Okay. It takes on the weird personality at that time. So then there's one that's kind of. But is it multiplicity after Batman? It's oh like yeah. 90, oh yeah. Is yeah, it like ninety yeah. five or something? I want to say it's. Um, I feel like I'm thinking like mid nineties. It's Andy McDowell. I want to say like post green card Andy McDowell. Green card with Christopher O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? No, that that fourteen ninety two guy, that French guy, or um, Gerard, Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. Yes. Oh, it is Anne McDowell multiplicity. Oh, Did she get to speak her own language? Nineteen ninety six. Because she was in Tarzan, they made she had too much of a southern accent, so they dubbed over her lines because she sounded too southern in Tarzan. I I don't know that. Okay, that's an old story, but I don't know multiplicity. I mean, I've never seen it. I could probably count on my hand. The number of Michael Keaton movies I've seen. You know, it's Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman Returns, and The Founder, which is The, the one later. line that sticks out to me, it, it's my own personal Dr. Livingston. Oh, Jesus. Is, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is your... <laughs> it, it's the, the slow... 
clone. He's mentally challenged. And he goes, Come on up, Doug. We're spitting on bugs. <laughs> it's my favorite. And he gets his head stuck in the railing. This is one of his clones. Yes. And this is, you relate to this clone. Yeah. It's <laughs> endearing to me. Okay. But the line, Come on up, Doug. We're spitting on bugs. I fucking love that one. So oh. I know why we don't own Multiplicity. I don't know why we don't own Beetlejuice. Because Beetlejuice the, is... Yeah, the Beetle, okay, the Beetlejuice we one have, I would we get. Know, I, we know a writer, Gina Davis. Oh, yeah, all of them. That pervy principal from Ferris Bueller. Who, then, yeah. I can't... Can't name him. I can't... Wow. I, the only name I have is Nick Nolte. That's not his name. <laughs> that's not his name. Um... <laughs> But ironically, apologies to Nick Nolte. Yeah, sorry. I mean, you're you're fine, Prince of Tides. <laughs> Why don't we? I mean, is this a movie that we feel like we need to buy Beetlejuice, or we think you know it'll hit Netflix one day, it'll hit Hulu, it'll hit one of those streamings. We'll just watch it when it hits those sites. Oh, Glenn Shaddix. The the. The the husky guy, the big guy, the interior designer guy. Remember him from Beetlejuice, the the fat guy. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He has the Book of the Dead, right? He, he died. He died in yeah. like nine years ago. Yeah. I he has re- that Book of yeah. the Dead, right? And he does the seance. You know the only yes. Th- the only thing that stands out to be stands is the out banana boat song. And Winona Ryder, Lydia Dietz. She's every oh. young girl's like goth girl's hero. She's the only one who can see the ghosts. She's, and then she does that, jump in the line, fuck your body at time. Okay, I believe. Yep, in front she of the staircase, she floats up. And you're like, you know what? She's the, this is the happiest she's ever been. I love Lydia. Deez. A little emo. Girl. I love Winona Ryder, and we'll get to her when we get to some Winona Ryder. Another movie, movie I don't own. Girl interrupted. Nope. Reality bites. I'm not going to talk about it right now. See, a lot of these movies I owned on VHS and I never replaced with DVD. And Reality Advice is one of those casualties. When you owned them on, D- on VHS, though, were they actual, like, studio copies or were they... What the hell is a studio copy? You know, I mean, you know, like a retail copy. I bought Reality Bites at a gas station. Well, I mean, yeah, it's an official... It, it was an official, official tape. It wasn't a previously viewed... It wasn't like a... Let's cram three movies onto this VHS <laughs> that we record from TV yeah. on uh, EP or X E X P. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Batman Returns we own, Beetlejuice we don't. Maybe someday we will because I feel like people are buying things again. I feel like we'll own multiplicity before. I'm never going to own multiplicity. I'm going to go buy multiplicity. If you find it for two dollars at the thrift store, go ahead. If you find Beetlejuice, please grab it. If you do. Because I feel like we need to own that. I feel like, I can't believe, okay, I'm surprised we don't own Beetlejuice. Well, jump in the line. I'm sad we don't own Multiplicity. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm I'm surprised we don't, we don't own Multiplicity. <laughs> Shit, that sounds awful. Because all I can think of is that movie, that other movie who's in my life with Nicole Kidman. Which where, one like, is my They die, or I don't know, it sounds depressing. Wait, is my life, oh wait, my life is one where he's already died. Yes, right? It's he, depressing. He left like a videotape for his son. Because I remember there's a, a scene where he's... Kidman is in it. He's shaved, showing him how to shave. He's like, up and down, not side to side. <laughs> I do remember that. Okay. Is that the movie that I'm thinking of? Maybe. 
I feel is that like same, was that the same time or oh. around the same time as uh, what was that Mel Gibson movie Forever Young well Forever Young was 1992 when was my life I feel like that was 95 same decade let's but for, I feel like this Google. was but that seems awfully early for Nicole Kidman hey Google when did the movie My Life come out oh god Ninety three. See, it was the same time as wow. Forever Young. A year, a year after, and they're not even the same. And I mean, I don't know. I I conflate those two sometimes. Same with what were you talking about earlier? Like multiplicity? No, before before we recorded. <laughs> I don't even know. I was like, I conflate those two. I don't know. But anyway. Okay, well, we're never going to own Multiplicity. Maybe we're, some. We're going to own Multiplicity. Maybe someday we'll own Beetlejuice, but we do own Batman Returns, and it's fucking great. Do we own. We own Batman. Yes. Do we own Batman and Robin? No, we don't. Do we own Batman We don't own any until Batman. And I couldn't even tell if. I don't even think we have Batman Begins. I think we just have Dark Knight and Dark, Dark Tank Rises, to be honest. I don't think we have Batman Begins. But that's neither here nor there. Is this, was... the, is this the only other Tim Burton Batman movie? He didn't do yes, the third he one. he just right? did the first two. Yep. So this one has all the Hallmark. I just burped. All the Tim all... Burton Hallmarks. The Hallmark Christmas the, ornaments? The black and white. Hallmark. All his trademarks. Yeah. And Danny Elfman was Danny the only, Elfman he the only did the music for the first two. I'm going to be talking about um, Phil's film scores a lot on this podcast. I apologize. But. Do we have... Danny Elfman does the music for the first two, and is then... Bat Dance in the second one also, or just the first one? Just the first one. Um, that soundtrack. We'll get... To, we own Batman. So when we get to the movie, we'll talk about the soundtrack and how how great the Prince songs are, but... Um, what there records were no, do I... There I was, only have the Nolan records, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. The soundtrack for Batman, Batman Returns was just the score um, by Danny Elfman, and it was basically a lot of the repeat of the first one. Um, we got the famous Batman theme, which I played on the piano when I was, you know, 11 or something. Um, <laughs> it was a really good, uh, it was really difficult. But uh, nothing really special about, there was no songs that were released for the second one. Uh, Prince kind of took over the first one and then they kind of ended it there. And of course, with Batman Forever, you know, you got your your Kiss from a Rose from Seal that was on that soundtrack. That was the big hit. On Batman Returns? Uh, Batman Forever. Batman Robin, I think, is the jewel song, Foolish Games, if I'm oh, correct. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the year of Foolish Games. Mm, uh, yep. If I'm I wrong, you right. can tell me it was actually Batman Forever. But I think, because Batman Forever had the, the U2 song. Oh, I couldn't even tell you what the name of it. But that, I, listened, I had that soundtrack. I only, I only listened to two songs. It was the Seal song and the U2 song. Uh, Jewel was at Foolish Games, I think, I believe was Batman Robin, but that's neither here nor there. There are no songs from Batman Returns. Unfortunately, we had a songless movie. Just It's only score? It's only score that I know of. If you, if anyone out there knows of any songs that were released in 92 in conjunction with Batman Returns, please hmm. let us know. But uh, Prince, I, he probably is like, you know what? I'm done. I did my first movie. Um, Joker's not in the second one. I don't have any songs for Catwoman or Penguin. Let's just leave this as it is. There, I mean, I don't know. I I only have the score um, on my little on my 
streaming services i have batman Returns score i don't have any songs so so were we gonna have google pick our next movie then yeah i think we should have them pick our next movie and then we can uh do a little yeah we don't do much prep because we're just kind of going by our memory but let's go hey google pick a number between what was it one and 280 pick a number between one and 280 68. Oh, what is it going to be? I hope it's a good one. Oh, I'm going past. Emma. All right. We have Emma. The movie Emma starring Gwyneth Paltrow. I believe that was 1996. Uh, we have Gwyneth Paltrow, Alan Rickman. Or I get it mixed so it's up. A, it's a Jane Austen movie? It's a Jane Austen movie. I get it mixed up with Sensi- Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice. So, um... So this is going to be your episode because I've never seen this movie. You know, I think I've seen it once. So that'll be interesting. But stay, yeah, Emma, here we go. Next week. Emma for episode two. Maybe watch it in the meantime. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but um, I do love Gwen Pacho, so we'll have a long conversation about her. All right. So I think that'll, well, that'll wrap it up for this first episode of Why Do We Own This DVD? Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well. How do, you, how do you feel about your first podcast? I think it went fine. Uh, I, you know me. I love the thing I love to talk about most is movies in this world. And I feel like there's no one to talk to him about. So if I can talk into a microphone to who knows who is listening, that's fine with me. Well, you have friends who will listen. So maybe. Or at least they'll say they'll listen. I don't even have people who will lie to me to say they listen. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess that'll wrap it up for this one then. Uh, are we looking at every week? I think, or we can even do two week. We got two hundred eighty <sighs> movies. That's that's a lot of fucking. I don't want to do two a week. I already totally do could. one other one, and I can barely handle that one. Well, whatever. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up then, and uh, we'll come back. Uh, I guess we'll aim for next week, or whatever, or whatever with Emma. With Emma, no idea what that is. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Uh, bye bye.